Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. So lift off then at 12 minutes past one. Homeschooling is growing in South Africa at a higher rate than ever before. Some parents are no longer considering homeschooling as an alternative option to mainstream schooling, but really as the preferred option for educating their children. Today we ask, should more parents start looking at homeschooling as an option as opposed to traditional schooling? Our guest, Mr. Bo van der Ems, who is chair of the Pestalozzi Trust um, and also Professor Rita Niemann, Head of Academics. I forgot now the name of the institution she's from, but I'm sure she'll remind me. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bo van der Eems, and you, Professor Rita Niemann. Let's start with you, Prof. I mean, what is generally the success rate, if at all, of homeschooling in South Africa today? Hi, uh, it's Pumelo that I'm speaking to. No, my name is Komoto. I'm not Pumelo. My name is Komoto. Hi, Komoto. Hello. Nice to be on your program. Um, I think the success rate of of home education in particular, and we talk about home education because not schooling because it's not a school, you know, it's a different kind of education. Oh, you phrase it as a a home education. Home education. We prefer, that's a preferred term these days. Uh, particularly because it's an alternative or a different way of education. I think the success is, and I can, if I can um, take that in the way that we at, at Impact, particularly the growth that we are experiencing on an annual, um, on an annual rate, it means that so many learners are coming to the home education space. And something that is what that we are noticing is that it, it's a diverse group of learners. Particularly, uh, we have more English learners uh, in our in our uh, of our learners that we have ever had. So the largest percentage of our learners are English speaking learners. So it's not something that is now confined to a particular group in South Africa. It's really become something um, that people really believe in doing. Um, in in the South African context and actually globally as well. Mm. Let's bring you in, uh, Mr. Bofander Eames. Uh, You are chair of the Pestalozzi Trust. Uh, It's a registered public benefit organization and, uh, you know, you really uh, uh, create an environment for parents to choose home education with the assurance and confidence uh, of the best interests of the child. Why did you even feel the need to create the Pestalozzi Trust? Why does it exist? Uh, good afternoon, Kumbotsu, uh, and uh, thank you very much for this opportunity, and uh, good afternoon to the listeners as well. Um, yeah, the Pestalozzi Trust was uh, established in uh, 1998 with a mission to uh, protect the freedom of parents to homeschool. And there were a number of reasons uh, at that stage why they decided to, to form this, is because the law made provision for home education, but there's a fundamental problem is that home education is not school's education. Mm. As Professor Niman pointed out, it's something totally different, but it's regulated by the Schools Act. So if you've got a Schools Act that tries to regulate something that's not a school, that is a problematic situation that could cause conflict. So that's the one reason. And the other reason is the people that will be administrating uh, the Schools Act and, and, and the home educators 
the, the registration process of, process of the home education are not people that understand home education nor the the law that, that governs home education. And because of that, uh, there's a big potential for conflict and therefore the Pestalozzi Trust was established to... Um, to handle those conflict situations so that uh, homeschooling parents can home educate in, with peace of mind. And, and when there's a conflict situation, we will yet handle that for them. Mm. What makes home education even a preferred option for the parents that choose to go with it? And any one of you can take that question. Okay, I, I, if I can, I will. Mm-hmm. I think home education has got some... Uh, benefits that school education does not have. Firstly, home education is extremely customizable. You can choose from a variety of curriculums and education approaches, and you can mix and match them to to customize it for each individual child. And that makes it very suitable, especially for uh, children with special needs or gifted children. Um, Home education, because of, of the choice you've got, is, is is certain to be consistent with the, with the values of the family. And this has come up recently with an announcement around um, comprehensive sexuality education. This has become a, 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 a point of conflict. Furthermore, home education gives parents control over their time, um, that, that they can do the education when it suits them, which is, is very helpful for, for children with special Talents, for example, children that need to spend a lot of time on on developing, a, let's say, a music or, or um, sports talents, they can spend a lot of time on that and then also do the education when needed. It also strengthens family ties. You, you build strong families, and through building strong families, it, it, it heals the, the communities. And it also gives the opportunity to learn outside the classroom. You don't have to sit in a classroom and learn about a pig, but you can actually go to a pig farm, which is actually more, much more exciting. Mm. I think those are some key benefits that, that makes it an attractive option. Okay. Professor Neiman, uh, I want to ask about the issue of socialization because part, I suppose, to some extent of uh, the benefit of a, a whole, of, of um, actual traditional schooling is the socialization mm-hmm. of the children. How uh, ultimately are children who are homeschooled able to socialize with other children or does it also in the end make them slightly more withdrawn? Um, that's a very interesting question. A lot of research on socialization of home education learners have been done uh, all over the world and found that even if they are put through particularly interactive tests, that they fare just as well as learners in the school, and sometimes even better. Because we must remember that the parent is the person who is the example and the model for a learner to be cut to socialize. So the parent is the one that the, the learner identifies with. But if I can give you an example, um, at the end of last year, we arranged, we, every year we arranged a kind of matric farewell for learners in this home education space to come together and have a like a matric farewell and they dress up and they have a big party. And what was interesting, although most of those learners didn't even know each other, it was a beautiful example of socialization at its best. 
everybody was happy, they were mingling, they were socializing, and that can I can tell you from a personal perspective, not only what are what is written in in research mm-hmm. so and I also know there are quite a lot of of parents that are part of group social network groups um, and how they can get together and also networking on how uh, the learners come together. They have camps. We have got uh, stage tips for them. So there's a lot of occasions, but they really don't have a problem with that because the parent is actually the role model. Okay. I want to come back and talk to you both about whether or not the parents of children who uh, are home educated need a specialized kind of training uh, for the ability, I suppose, to teach their children at home. But I want to take a quick commercial break before I ask that question. I'm in conversation uh, with Mr. Bofander Eames, chair of the Pestalozzi Trust and Professor Rita Neumann, uh, who is head of academics at IMPAC. And at the heart of the discussion is to homeschool or not to homeschool. It's 21 minutes past one. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Welcome back to Life Happens on SAFM 104 to 107, leading the conversation. We are talking about homeschooling. Remember, you can always join in on the conversation by calling 0891-104-207 or SMSing us on the number 41391. That SMS will cost you a rand 50. We're also on WhatsApp on 061-410-4107. Remember, you can tweet us also our Twitter handle at SAFM Radio or mine at KG Mwekezi, hashtag SAFM Life Happens. And uh, we talking about homeschooling with uh, Mr. Bofander Eames, chair of the Pestalozzi Trust, and uh, Professor Rita Neiman, who is the head of academics at IMPAC. Now, we know when we uh, uh, talk about traditional schooling, uh, um, uh, Professor, uh, we talk about a place where kids are going to go and somebody who's qualified to teach them whatever they have to learn stands in front of them and teaches them. Do I, if I'm a parent who chooses to homeschool, do I need a specific type of qualification to be able to teach my kids at whatever level they may be in their education? Komotsu, um, maybe I should answer the question in a way that it all depends from on the on the parent. Some par- the, the law says that the parent does not need a particular qualification to teach their children. So it is not legally uh, required. I think, first of all, the parent must be dedicated. And then the parent has the option to choose from different curriculums. And now there are so many ways that that could be done. Um, We are a curriculum provider. There are a number of other curriculum providers that can assist in this regard and give us everything, a learner, parent, everything that they need to teach the child. Even the assessments, which must be on a particular standard and level, um, so that the learners make sure that they progress according to what is required nationally. But apart from that, the parents may choose their own curriculum. They may even if those that maybe probably have a good uh, idea of what the learner should be and what is right for their particularly age group and their level, they could put together their own ones. There are so many available, even on the internet, everywhere. But from our side, we give the parents everything they need. So it's okay if they don't have the necessary requirements. What kind... 
what kind of challenges, uh, Mr. Pestalot, uh, Mr. Van der Eems, have you found uh, while uh, uh, at the Pestalozzi Trust that um, is exp- that? Th- what kind of challenges are experienced, uh, if at all, by parents who are home educators? Yeah, I think uh, what our experience of challenges, uh, I think there are a number of things. I think the first one that is scary for many parents is that they see this as a big commitment. They mm. they are really taking up, they taking on a, 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 a big responsibility, and they will be ha- held accountable for that. That is uh, uh, um, frightening for some parents. But on the, on the other side, there is so much support. The curriculums are worked out in detail. There are support groups where parents support each other. And there are at home education consultants that give courses. Uh, and, and, and if you look at the search, it's a, it's a form of education that works successful. So I think uh, parents can, can be comfortable that they can do it. And I think it, 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 most parents are able to do it um, because uh, the curriculums are there. They've got a, a big advantage above um, teachers because they've got a relationship and a bond with their children and people tend to learn better from somebody with which they've got a relationship. Mm, mm. Like you, you will buy a product if a friend of yours refers it. Just like that, the children will tend to learn from somebody that they know closely. Mm. Another another problem or challenge sometimes is the financial aspect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one of the parents has to give up a career to to dedicate themselves to home education and that that could make things difficult mm-hmm. but on the other side home education gives the family a lot of flexibility and that parent can then do a business from home uh, to to supplement the income and then in the process the children the children also learn how to run a business Mm. So, yes, there are challenges, but there are also many ways to overcome those challenges. Okay, let's ask about the metric pass rate of uh, home-educated children. Do we have the stats for that, Professor Nieman? Professor Nieman, are you there? Yes, I am there. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. I'm saying, what about um, the metric the metric pass rate? Because, I mean, I suppose uh, we just came from that last week, the metric That's pass rate. Right. Yeah. Um, what is the, you know, do we have the statistics uh, in terms yes. of the metric pass rate for children who are home educated? Yes, um, apparently we do have that. Um, I want to mention that we know that the Department of Education has now announced the pass rate of 81%, if I can remember correctly, and we know that there were a number of adjustments, and we also hear a lot of things in the media, read a lot of in the media on, on what the real pass rate is. But what I can say is, on the institution that I work for, we had a pass rate of over 71% metric pass rate mm-hmm. on the past exams, and we had two learners that obtained seven distinctions seven um, seven distinctions okay yeah. okay and which i think is excellent we've got quite a number of of um of of distinctions we have the, it's interesting that the subject that got the most distinctions at the end of 2019 was maths lit 
Yeah. And um, so we've got quite a number of distinctions there as well. Uh, learners also obtain, because they re-register the learners for the NSC with an assessment body. We use Sakai in that case, which is actually focused for on this distance or home education sector. And uh, they write the um, NSC under the auspices of moderation of Uma Lucy, mm-hmm. just as all the other uh, schools do. They receive the same metric certificate that schools do. And um, and the learners do very well. And, mm. of course, we have learners with, also have learners with learning barriers because that is sometimes why parents particularly choose this. But I can say we all are actually very happy with the, with the results. A lot of them had a, a large percentage, about 30% of them got a, uh, the bachelor's pass to go to universities or the diploma pass. So it, that learners can go just where any other learner that was in a normal school situation could okay. go to I've, 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 I've run out of time but I wanted to ask you Mr. Uh, Mr. van der Eems uh, quickly about issues of affordability uh, um, you know because uh, your organization uh, uses you, you use your income to make it possible for parents to choose home education how affordable is it to home educate I think I lost I lost him but uh, I think can I make, can you, you, can, uh, can I make a decision can I come Hello? in here? Okay, let me, let me, okay, let me, can, can, can I just pause both of you because it's time for me to go to the news headlines. Let me go to the news he- headlines and then come back and we round it off by talking how affordable it is or whether it is uh, something that is only affordable to higher income or middle class parents. It's half past one, time for the news headlines with Utsile Saku. Life happens weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Welcome back. It's uh, one thirty-one on Life Happens on SAFM 104 to 107, leading the conversation. We are in conversation uh, about homeschooling with Mr. Bo van der Eems, Chair of the Pestalozzi Trust, and also uh, Professor Neiman, who is Head of Academics at IMPACT. And we were now rounding off our discussion to talk affordability. How affordable is home education? Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, is it something that is good for middle class and upper middle class people? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yes, I think um, the f- home education is flexible. So the costs of the home education is also under control of the parents. So just as, just like you can decide to buy a cheap car or an expensive car, you can decide you can bu- you can buy a formal curriculum from a curriculum supplier with all kinds of assessments and additional services associated with it, or you can just make use of services, online services and curriculums that are available for free, or you make use of your public library, and, and then you can do home education almost for free. So, so the cost of, of home education is, is, is in control of the parent, and therefore I think it's affordable for all families. Okay, um, and uh, let's uh, talk now to uh, your socials, your website, so that uh, anybody who wants further information uh, from the organizations where you're with uh, can get in touch. Can we start with you, Mr. Van der Eems? Yes, um, parents that are considering a home education can always phone the Pestalozzi Trust. Our number is 012-330-1337. Uh, 
or our website www.pestalotsi with two z's dot uh, o r g org. Okay, dot, um, dot org. Okay, and, yeah. and and you, Professor Neiman? Hi, um, from Mpak, I think the best would be is to, we are on our website. We're Mpak How do you spell Mpak, by the way? I M P A Q. Dot C O dot Z A. Okay, or just uh, send a message or mail Mpak at uh, info at Mpak uh, very easy to remember, but everything is on our website, and all the courses you can register. People can register online. Um, we can even get a quote so that we're talking about financial viability. Um, there you get the, all the information and the subjects and everything that gets. So it's actually very easy to do. Fantastic. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much. I appreciate your Thank time. You. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Bofander Yems is the chair of the Pestalozzi Trust. You can get in touch with them on uh, their Pretoria code 012 number 330 or org. That Pestalozzi comes with two Zs or you can go to www.impact spelled I-M-P-A-Q.co.za or mail them for information on uh, info at impact.co.za. It's 1.35 on SAFM.